Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, I'm here with Bryant and Ricardo, and we're going to talk about answering and uh, questions and how to give good questions. Alright, let's get right into it. On the community, we have Discord, the community, we got Facebook, and now we have the podcast where you can go and ask questions. Facebook is more of uh, the best place to like show the stuff you want to, you know, show off like uh, projects, uh, any kind of code that you're having trouble with, pretty much anything. And most people give you uh, an answer, but the best place for like Q&A is the Udemy section. Uh, let's see. Now, asking questions. I remember in the first Unity course, there was a whole thing where it was like, make sure you write that it's a question. Make sure you write the that you've done it like three times other solutions like you tried one thing and didn't work you tried a second thing didn't work then you asked the question then you showed the code you had the problem with and then you basically it was all set up so that somebody could come in and basically answer it without any problems yeah so i mean i i would tend to agree with that right so if you're going to post it in udemy you're going to post it on discord or uh, you know the community forums i certainly would say yes include what you've tried um but I would say more than that, man, just include some code snips so we know what you're looking at. Some people just ask questions that are so vague that it's hard to know where to even start because you don't have anything to look at and kind of see where it's wrong. And sometimes the part that you think is right is probably or potentially where it's wrong as well. Like I think I saw one question where it was like it wasn't processing every frame. And then it's like, well... Without the code snip, no one would have realized that they had it in their start part of their script. It's like, well, that's why it's not processing every frame. Move to update. Let's see what happens. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's important to make sure that someone that knows nothing about your project is able to look at your question and answer without making follow-up questions. Yeah. Huge. Otherwise, it becomes yeah. a chore. We're doing, most people are answering your questions for free. Exactly, right? So make it yeah. friendly as for them as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and not every yeah. question is going to be easy to solve or be like something quick. So if somebody's answering your question, make it worthwhile. And make sure you put that it solved because you get somebody to do like, you know, trying to solve your question and it takes like them two hours and they're like, oh, yeah, actually, no, I already had the answer. And it's like, well, why did I even waste my time? Right. Market is solved and, uh, yeah, certainly I, I would say the more info you can include, the better. I'm going to lower my monitor, see if that works better. Sweet. Um, I actually had another point, too, and it was just, I lost it. Just lost in the void. Yeah, lost in the void. Um, but, I mean, certainly it was something off Ricardo had said where it was like, yeah, realize other people are doing, oh, I was going to say, I mean, we were just earlier talking about Git. Uh, you know, honestly, if you guys have Git repositories, Oh, Share yeah. the link. People can download your entire project then and try to build it. Obviously, we're not going to download huge art assets, but you know, for most beginning projects, it's a lot of code. Just put it all in Git, and we can pull it off, and we can build it ourselves and see where it fails. That would be huge, too. Yeah, people, or, look, or just look at it that way. Yeah, people are sometimes scared of sharing their projects with other people, especially the code. But you're yeah. not a AAA developer. If you're doing it just for learning, there's zero reason to. They're opening sourcing up their own code just to make their games better. So it's like they, they see a value in it too. 
Yeah, they, they know that many old games stay alive because of the modding community. Exactly. For multiple years. I mean, there's people playing Warcraft 3, Half-Life 2. Today. Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah. Skyrim is yeah. 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Half-Life is 20. <laughs> right, exactly. But I mean, either way, right, both of them are still getting activity because people can mod them and play them. I mean, there was a patch for Warcraft 3 last year. Yeah. Because people still buy it to mod. Yeah, so exactly. They did it. So how do you think you can ask like a great question. What is like the requirements? I don't. I guess it's kind of hard to say how you would ask a great question, right? Because what defines a great question? I mean, any question that you don't know the answer to and you're trying to get support from, that's a great question to you, right? As yeah. long as you've spent the time trying to research and solve it, then it's a great question. I, I, as was, I think we just kind of said the best way to, to ask a great question is to make sure you include enough information in the question yeah. so that yeah. others can assist you. Yeah, I'd say the best way to know what a great question is is to look at bad questions so you know what to avoid. Yeah, that would be a good point. Too. Like vague, how do I make X questions are pretty bad, especially because you can just Google X tutorial and get the answer. Exactly. In the form of a YouTube video that's free and more detailed than, well, any sort of text you can get on the internet. Um, And try to be polite to the people answering your question. Uh, They might be asking follow-up questions because they're interested, not because they are making fun of you or something. And and it goes both ways too, right? The people responding to the questions need to be polite as well. Yeah. They're not, they're not, well, in most cases, they're not there to be little or be rude. They're trying yeah. to help you. And we're asking questions because maybe your initial question was lacking on enough information. And you just had to kind of guess at your problem. And then we kind of, like, I, I know I answered one last week. And, you know, I, the next day I was thinking about this question. And I'm like, wait a minute, did I miss something? Or did we not look at a couple different little things? So I had a couple follow up questions for him. I don't think I ever heard anything back, so eh, whatever. That would yeah. be the answer, right? If you're going to ask a question and people follow up, follow up with them too. Yeah, yeah I'd I say another important thing about question is knowing how to answer. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I feel sometimes that many types of questions all come from kind of the same place. One on one or many misunderstandings people tend to have. And uh, if you follow the actual source of the question and not the question itself, don't say, yeah, just copy and paste my code here and it's fixed. No, right. explain why why it is, how it is, uh, how it's going to be with the change, why the change is required. Of course, I don't, don't, have, to, don't have to write 10 paragraphs so, or more. like make something readable as well. Uh, and same goes for asking the question. Like Again, people are mostly answering them for free. So try not to force them to read a book before being able to even figure out what you're asking. Let me read your 500-page transcript about your problem. Yeah. Nobody's got time for that. Good yeah. point, too. Yeah. So another thing that scared me uh, thinking about is that also you should look out for good answers because sometimes you get you know here just put this in your code and it'll work and you're done but it's like 
you need to find those type of answers where it's like, no, this is how you do it step by step to give you an understanding of it so you can move forward and not have to ask this question again later on. Right. Your, the question, the answer should teach you the solution, not just yeah. show it to you. Yeah. And then I was going to go to another point would be part of that asking that good question, especially for the game dev students. Tell us what lesson you're on that you got stuck on. If that if it's specifically related to a to a lecture, then yeah, we can probably even go back and review that you know lesson and be like, okay, let's see where you got hung up. Yeah, also, if you're following any type of tutorial, actually, it might be a YouTube series, true, another course. Right? If you're going to that community to ask a question, say where you're at. Yeah, and if you, and if you're watching a YouTube video, include a link. I'll watch another YouTube video on something. Why not? I watch a lot of other YouTube videos. I'll watch that one. Yeah, I watch so many right. random videos. Watching something about something serious might be good for me, actually. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no more cat videos, right, Ricardo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, let's see. I had something in my head. What was it? Mm. Oh yeah, so um, also we'll start having an area, or just just comment on any podcast posts or any uh, of the accounts that we have the podcast like SoundCloud. Just list out your uh, your questions, and we can get them uh, answered by Ben himself on our little unreview call, uh, real uh, unreal review calls, and we'll get that out there for you, and we'll give you the uh, answer in another podcast, or maybe we'll post it somewhere, and we'll. We'll let you be able to uh, get the answer from the man himself or anything else you need. Not from one of us, even. Yeah, or even us or anyone, Aaron, Anthony, anybody I'd say else. We might even hit the community ourselves, too, right, and see if uh, we can get a better answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a deal. I think sometimes people are kind of shy. They don't want to ask questions. Uh, there's the balance, right, between trying to do things yourself and knowing when to ask the question. I think that's an right. important aspect of learning people have to grasp. I think you just have to accept that you might, you're going to sound like, you're going to sound lost and you just, just deal with that. Just be like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And you might ask, ask the question at the end of it, be like, oh, you know what? I figured it out. Truth is, if you're asking the question, you probably were lost anyways, right? Yeah, so you're right, like, and sometimes talking it out or typing out your question leads you to the answer. Yeah, a lot of times in life that work that way. Sometimes you have to step back. You and know, also, sometimes it's good to take a break before you ask that question. Yeah. And also, my yeah. experience, I'm the type of person that like, oh no, I'll figure it out on my own. Anyway, so maybe I do figure it out on my own, but I might have spent like four, five hours when I could have worked on something else, asked the question, came back, and spent way less time because I have now a whole entire like answer where I can think about it, see something new and go, all right, let me go in here now and not spend four hours. I can spend 30 minutes and go, oh, there's the answer. Or take a shower and come back and usually I'm like, oh, uh, there's the answer. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I'd say showers and bed and talking to people are the best way to figure out programming problems. It's so yeah. powerful. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I was programming bad yesterday, actually. I had this task I wrote for next week. And then I was in bed, t trying to fall asleep and realize 
oh, okay, here's how I do it. And then I started writing the code on my head. You've had those nights in bed just thinking about code too, right? What you were doing wrong where it was just like that, that time away from the actual keyboard where you can yeah. just conceptually kind of go through the same problem. It can be yeah. therapeutic and solve your problems too. Yeah, it's important to take breaks. That's true. Yeah. Like, if you've been programming for 10 hours straight, move away a little. Right, like, exactly. Grab some juice, eat some fruits. Do something different because... Yeah, go, gonna... go out for a run. Yeah. Let's gonna... be healthy. Exactly. Be healthy. Those are usually the best out. things. Physical movement is great for your body, your brain. And it just yeah, helps like, you think better. Yeah, I've been training for a 5K that I'm oh, running tomorrow, actually. But... Oh, nice. <laughs> and yesterday, I actually did the practice session of 5K straight away. And I left feeling amazing. Oh, like, sure. I almost bike home. Like, for real, I wanted to bike home <laughs> at the end. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. So, let's see. Search and research is very important to questions. Write in a title that summarizes specific problems. Make the title count. Pretend like you're talking to a busy colleague. So, like always, just make sure you know. We sum it up. Uh, spelling and grammar, punctuation. One. Yeah. So, punctuation, sure. please. Please. Yeah. Yes, punctuation is <laughs> a good one, Dan. Mm -hmm. Go back to your elementary school and high school English and uh, proof, 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 whatever proof. language and uh, use it. <laughs> Yeah, You're having to read four, a, four pages of one paragraph gets a little old. Yeah, having to read a question five times just to understand what they mean. And it's not because it's a complex topic. It's because, well, there's no periods or commas in the middle. Yeah, that's a yeah. problem. It's great how it too, right? people Brain. can yeah. format something. Yeah, you right. don't have well, to put if, capitals. Yeah, you don't have to put, like... Anything else, yeah. just, just get the phrase at least decent for me, please. <laughs> and if you're going to ask a multi-parted question, break it into multi-parts. Yeah, don't I should, a big block. I, I should have to read the big block and kind of figure out where I'm breaking apart the block to figure out what sections I'm answering your question in. Yeah, use bullet points. Use everything Something, you can. Number it, I don't care. Separate stuff. Yeah. yeah, having two paragraphs would be a good way. <laughs> Yeah, maybe three. One with a small, a small introduction, and the exactly. other two are just the questions. <laughs> That's it. You have a good question. So, if you're having trouble summarizing the problem, write the title last. Sometimes writing the rest of the question first can make it easier to describe the problem. Oh yeah, and, and that goes for everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then. So basically, you have to create a minimal reproducible example that shows you where it broke, yeah. but isn't showing everything that you have in your project. That's where I think you link back to like your GitHub, because you want to show enough of your code. But the problem is, is what you think might be where it's broken may not be where it's broken too. So sometimes you might have to take cues from the people asking the questions too. They might want to see more code. Just to kind of get dig deeper, you know, you could say, "Oh, this function doesn't work," and it's like, "Well, if it's straightforward, yes, but if it makes seventeen different calls to other functions of yours, 
Yeah, and I say writing self-documenting code becomes very important when you're asking questions. Yeah. Because, like, if you're doing stuff on your own, yeah, it's important because you're going to see it again in months, years. But you also need it because you're going to ask questions about the code. You're going to show it to someone, and ideally they can understand what your code does without reading every single line three times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That also goes for the replies, too. I've seen a lot of replies that'll just use, like, letters for all the variables, just single letters, and you're just kind of like, I don't even know what they're saying. I'm going to have to, like, yeah. dissect this to make sense. Oh, my God. It's getting easier for me to look at those. It's like, getting okay, easier, get it. right? But, but at the beginning, I was like, I... Coding is going to be impossible because everything. Because at first it always got me confused. I was like, why is it B? What does that mean? I didn't realize all the people just choosing. Like, but it became this whole thing where I was like, what the hell? Like, what is this person writing? And right. then I didn't have weird formats where it was like they put a um, lower, like underscore hyphen and then like the, the code and stuff. And I was like, why would you do that? But I think that's yeah. an old standard that they used to do. It was like, I don't know. But um, yeah, basically proofread before posting. Make sure that you read it after you've like laid out your whole question, and you go, "Does this make sense? Is is what I posted make gonna make sense? Is this the way I wanted the format? Is my code right? Make sure it's all perfect, and then post it for everybody to give you feedback and be ready to try it out, and then give back your feedback of how it worked out and ask more questions." Yeah, it comes back to the thing that. You have to make sure that someone who doesn't know your project, doesn't know you, can look at the question and know what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, asking good questions is not something that's going to happen overnight. It's a skill. You're going to learn how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll get there. Eventually. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> we have tons of people in the community that would love to answer your question. Love to right. Keep asking them, too. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we got some questions. Let's see. Brian and I were discussing some of them yesterday, but we had one about good resources for 2D and Unreal. So uh, we real we came oh. to the conclusion that there really isn't any um <laughs> those questions. Yeah. Yeah, those questions. Good resources for 2D and Unreal. It's called Unity. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly it's... what we said yesterday too. It's like yeah. honestly, I, my personal opinion for that was. The, the the paper 2D was never really fully vetted and, and implemented in Unreal. You might well get Unity instead. Yeah, I mean, Unreal was made for 3D, like from the ground up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, it isn't... I mean, if you want, just use the 2D resources in the engine before you clicked, like, build project. That's all I really got for you. Yeah, I mean... You, yeah, I, I don't have a lot for 2D yeah. and Unreal because it's just not, it's bread and butter is not 2D. Yeah, because hey. I, I would still say you might seriously consider Unity if you want 2D only. Yeah, in the end of the day, you'll still be working with cylinders and cubes instead of right. squares. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How would you make something fun? <laughs> well, if we all knew how to make something fun, man, we'd all be retired, I think, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah right. right. Uh, what do you mean by this question? <laughs> so the behind this question is somebody was saying that they 
became so, you know, into programming and then they started thinking like a programmer and then they started to program and program, program their game. That at the end of the day, they were like, okay, I got the game, but like now I don't know how to make it fun. And he's so like stuck in this like, it's got to be logic that he's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to make it fun. So he's like, how do I make it fun? What What is fun? Yeah. You, you should call, call the guys at Rockstar for that. I right, think they uh, know how to to answer. So yeah, I think I love that question probably more just addressed coding fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. They got so engrossed in coding that they forgot what they were focusing on. And I think to that specific question, take a break. Yeah. You know, maybe you need to just step away a little bit. If it becomes a chore, especially as a hobby, step away yeah. a little bit. If you're doing it as a hobby and you're annoyed, just take a week break. Yeah. You right. don't Play have to game. do everything today. Yeah. No. And no. that also goes for how to make a fun game. Play other games. Play other games, right. Yeah. That That's very true, too, right? Play other games. You'll figure out what's fun. But what's fun is subjective. What's fun to me is not what's fun to you. Yeah. Some people don't like going to... The, the grand strategy games or this, you know, the, the sim games, like the tycoon games where you kind of need to adjust your economy. They just want to run around shooting people in a first person environment. Yeah, I'm not going to tell them what they're wrong. You mm-hmm. know, just depends on what, what's your fun. What are some essential game dev equipment? A computer is usually very important. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, uh, Moderate to good one. Yeah, gotta get a good strong one, especially if you want to use Unreal. Yeah, you, you can pretty much use anything, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I would think most modern computers you'd be yeah. just fine. Maybe yeah. you know, I could argue, sixteen gigs of memory will probably just give you a better performance. Anything we're building in these courses. You don't need to have the, the high-performance SSD drives, although they become so cheap nowadays. Why you wouldn't necessarily have them if you're building a machine, I don't know. Um, any of the modern processors, you'd probably be fine. And then a good graphics card. Yeah. But then if you're going to Unreal, it just depends on what you're doing in Unreal. Yeah, ideally you take your, the computer you use to game and build games in it. Yeah. Just remember that to a degree, and again, we're not building Fallout. It's more resource intensive to build the game yeah. than it is just to play that exact same game. Yeah, if you look at the specs for like regular computers, they buy in AAA studios. Yeah, they are insane. Yeah. But if you're just working on your own stuff, maybe building a 2.5D game, or very simple 3D with not as much physics and, well, not as heavy and high resolution uh, art resources. Yeah. You, you don't need a you don't need a rocket science crazy no. 5 billion gig machine. No. And, and, and if you're in Unreal, learn the <coughs> Unreal interface. I know that my machine is not the latest and greatest. I lower the engine quality in Unreal, and I have huge performance gains. 
I don't I need to I set it for it, epic yeah. quality. I just set it for like middle of the road quality because that's about what we're doing anyways. So it works out perfect. I agree. I mean, if you're an indie developer, you're not. I would say the people that probably would notice the most out of having a higher end machine would be the people who are doing the 3D modeling. Yeah. And the videos and, and the rendering and so forth. They're going to notice it mostly in compilation times and stuff too. When they have to render a scene or something, they're going to really notice it. But I think for a lot of the game dev stuff, for what we're doing, any yeah, you don't machine need in the last anyway. five or six years will probably be perfectly fine. Like you can always use cubes and squares and yeah. circles and cylinders and then just go for the art assets later because of course if you're a programmer if you're an artist you well if you're an artist you have a a very good high-end mac anyway more so like we're exactly. saying is irrelevant exactly close this off make sure you keep everything simple make sure you list the questions everywhere stack overflow the community discord um, be ready for feedback and just go out there and keep trying it. Anything else you yeah. guys want to add? Yeah, if you find a good community where people actually answer your questions, are polite and stuff, consider giving back if you know an answer. Answer. Yeah, actively participate in the community. You'll yeah. learn a lot too if you actively participate in the community. Yeah, well. not just learning. I mean, there are people who get jobs from just sure. hanging around in Stack Overflow. They answered. 10,000 questions and got a job offer.